listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you from Hobart, Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am, you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively and get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going, and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Jason Cook, and today we have Rick Hergenen joining us in the studio here in Hobart. Welcome, Rick. Uh, thanks, Jason. Really good to be here with you, and um, good Morning to all the listeners. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's good to have you here, Rick. Um, this is your first uh, Faith FM um, broadcast ever, is it? Yes, I've, it is. I've listened to Faith FM for a while in various places, but yes, this is the first time that I have uh, been behind the microphone. Very good. Well, it's good to have you here on our program, Connecting the Dots, uh, every Friday. This is our program where... We, we, we like to share stories of people's personal uh, experiences, how uh, faith plays out in their lives, personal testimonies, and uh, today we have Rick uh, here with us, which is great. Rick, uh, just to get us started, let's um, get to know you a bit better. I, I know you a little bit, but our, our listeners may not know who you are and, uh, and what you do here, but um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, Jason, I am um, a minister a pastor, um, and I've just moved to Tassie uh, very recently, a few weeks ago. Right. I'm um, still looking for a house. Okay. And, um, so you've got your tents pitched somewhere, have you? <laughs> uh, look, I've got a, leaning on family at the moment. Uh, um, okay. So, yeah, we're getting looked after. We we have no, we've no. got a roof over our head and we've got some food in our tummy. So That's a good thing. That is, that is a good thing. Um, yeah, so I've moved down to Tassie here with my wife, whose name is Libby. And my four children, um, Giles, who's 11, Heidi, who's nine, Hayden, who's six, and Hannah, who's one and a half. Right. So uh, someone's, someone's busy, I'm sure. That's right. And uh, while I'm at work, it's not me. I mean, I do do work too yeah. at work. My wife, my wife is a very much um, great mother and, um, yeah, he does a lot of work looking after the family. So, Rick, um, what brought you to Tassie just a few weeks ago? Why, why are you here? Yeah, I, I took a new job down here. Um, so work transfer, and I'm working um, in, in the administration arm of the church. So I'm not looking after a, an actual local church somewhere, but I'm, I'm looking after administration. And those who are familiar with um, Tassie Encounters uh, would know Pastor Gary Webster. Yeah, we, we had Gary presenting every Tuesday last year. But he's uh, moved back to New South Wales. Yeah. So you're the new Gary. I'm the I'm the new Gary, the younger younger version of, of <laughs> Gary. Um, Very good. Yeah. Now obviously your um, experience is a little bit different to Gary. Gary's uh, life has been. Uh, very heavily focused around evangelism and archaeology, and I'm, uh, I'm not aware that you've done much archaeology. I, I but, haven't done much archaeology. I have visited the uh, the Bible lands over yeah. in the Middle East, and um, I have an appreciation for archaeology, mm. and I quite like it, but certainly not in the way that, that Gary has. In Most of my ministry has been spent in the space of um, in youth ministry, so working with young people, uh, you know, running a lot of camps, um, outdoor sort of stuff, um, yeah, that's that's been been my my focus for, for yeah the last ten years. Okay, well, um, you know Gary's uh, archaeology. I think he used to uh, refer to that sometimes as digging up the past. I think that's been one of the programs he's run. Um, I know you're interested, and in, I know you're going to talk a little bit uh, about this a bit later as well. But I'm going to bring it in right now. 
Um, Gary was into digging things up. Now, you've got a connection with the earth as well. Tell us a little bit about your connection with the earth. Yeah, um, <laughs> I hadn't thought of it like that, Jason, but <laughs> well, yes, there you go. That true. just came to me. <laughs> it's true. Um, I have a background in, in farming. So I grew up on a farm in the Bega Valley. Mm-hmm. And uh, for those of you who know Bega cheese, I, um, I lived on a farm that produced milk that okay. uh, went to the bigger cheese factory and was turned into cheese. And um, so I worked on that farm with my dad and my grandfather. And so if I was still there, I'd be fifth generation on, on that farm. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I I still love farming. Yeah. Um, it's not like I couldn't, couldn't be bothered with that and went off to do something else. Um, and I'll explain a bit of that later. So it is a, a bit of a passion of yours. So. Absolutely. There's a connection with the earth. It's not quite the same as digging up uh, ancient um, civilizations, but uh, but you know you're well grounded anyway. Yes, yes. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um, Rick, uh, before we go on, we'll sh- just share with our listeners our show number for Tassie Encounters is zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. That's zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Write that down somewhere. Later in the program, we will have a free book offer, and it's a great book. Uh, it's a favourite book of Rick's, and uh, we'd love you to be able to get a copy of that book. So write that number down: zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. You can also send us in a message, a text message, and ask any questions that you'd like to. Uh, to get answered as well or provide feedback. Now, if uh, you want to catch up with our last uh, episodes, um, we've had uh, various episodes this year on this program, Connecting the Dots, uh, or any of our other weekly or daily programs that operate during the week, you can go to the Faith FM app in the Google App Store or the Apple App Store, download the Faith FM Australia app, and you can listen to all of our past episodes there, our past programs, but also on the Faith FM website, that's a simple way to go. If you're sitting at a computer, faithfm.com.au, you can find lots of good programs to listen to um, over there. Rick, uh, today our program is titled Journey to Tasmania. Now, um, you've just recently moved to Tasmania, um, but we're going to go back in time a little bit because this is not your first time living in Tasmania, is it? No, no, it's not, Jason. I, um, you know, I first came to Tasmania in um, 2001. Right. And it was for a volunteer position on a program called the Pinnacle, um, Pinnacle of Terror or Pinnacle Challenge, as it became later known. Okay. So, um, yeah, I came... You know, my my life changed really quick. I I was one night lying in my bed, and um, a little bit dissatisfied with a few things in my life. And um, I was in the habit of reading reading the Bible before I went to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, Not a bad thing to do. Yeah, just like I didn't read much. Like yeah. it was just a short little piece. I'd read, yeah. and then I'd 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 go to sleep. And um, I came across the verse in Proverbs chapter three, verse five and six, and it says this: Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Mm. And um, so I lay in bed that night, and I, I read that verse, and I prayed a prayer, and I made that my, my prayer. I said, God, whatever you want me to do with my life, I'll do it. And, you know, it felt like a massive burden just lifted off my back, like I put down a heavy backpack. And... Um, I had an awesome night's sleep, and you know, within two weeks, my life had taken a complete turnaround. So this was two weeks before you came to Tassie, isn't it? Yep. Right. Two weeks. Two weeks. 
Um, so within two weeks, yeah, I, it would have been about two weeks. I was down in Tassie um, doing a volunteer position. There was a guy who, who I, um, a pastor who I knew mm-hmm. who rang me uh, or saw me actually out of the blue and he said, I, I want you to come and um, be a volunteer for me. And I was like, no. And then I thought, hang on a minute, I did pray that prayer. I'm going to put it to God in prayer. And um, I felt that's where God was opening the door. So I, I came to Tassie. And and before you came to Tassie, you were on the farm. Yeah, right? I worked on the farm with my dad and my grandfather. We worked together. Um, and I, you know, I've got five sisters, no brothers, and um, I love farming, still do. And I thought, you know what, God's, I'm happy at the farm. You know, I can serve God where I am. Mm. Um, I don't need to be anywhere else. I can, mm. I can milk cows and I can drive a tractor and I can serve God. Um, and that's what I was going to do. But then, yeah, I prayed the da- a dangerous prayer, you might say. Yeah. Well, there you go. Within two weeks, you were in Tassie. Um, were your family, uh, you, you, your parents and whatever on the farm, that, they're still working on the farm at that time? Yeah. So my, my dad's, dad and mum are still on the farm. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandfather has passed away since then. Um, and, yeah, they were, they were still supportive of me. They said, you know okay. what, if you feel like that's what God wants you to do, then, then you should go for it. Because um, I was, I was going to say, you know, were they disappointed that you'd made a decision to head off somewhere? No, they, yeah. like, they, they loved having me around, and I loved being around too, but um, they, they weren't, you know, they weren't disappointed. So um, tell us just uh, one or two things before we go to a break about uh, your first year in Tassie here back in 2001. Yeah, I um, we're, so we're working on the the pinnacle, um, and we were running that in school. So we'd go around and we'd um, we'd never run before. So we were you know doing the marketing side of it as well as running the the program. It was mm-hmm. a positive life program. Um, we had a trailer that you know kids could get on there and do ab sailing and um, rock climbing and high ropes kind of kind of stuff. And um, yeah, we. We were engaged in that as well as that. We were involved in the the local church youth groups around the state, and um, particularly in the Seventh Day Adventist churches. Mm-hmm. And um, so, consequently, I got to know you know a bunch of young people from all across Tassie who, at that time, were all sort of the same age as me. Right. Well, we're going to go to a break and uh, just remind our listeners that uh, our show number today is zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Text us in any questions you've got and uh, write that number down for later in the program. Um, we're going to come back after the break and we'll learn more about uh, Rick's time in Tasmania and, uh, of course, what happened in the rest of his journey back to Tasmania. But right now, this is The Cold by Matt and Josie Minicus. Jesus, I need you to do a work I couldn't do. Take this heart of stone, make it flesh and make it light. Let me see with your eyes, you love perfectly. Jesus, please be love in me. My ears hear you say, this is the way, walk in it with me, walk in it with me. 
Holy Spirit, please abide in my heart and be my guide in everything I do. Show me truth, reveal the lies, help me when temptations rise, bring the victory. Spirit, won't you live in me? made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, and I must apologise, I played the wrong song there. That one was called Walk In It With Me by Kate Gariga, a beautiful song. Still relevant, uh, but we'll come back and we'll play the called next time we go to a break. Now, uh, Rick, before we went to the break, we were talking about your first journey to Tasmania back in 2001, and... Uh, that happened two weeks after you prayed that prayer. I guess it's a prayer of faith, isn't it, based on Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, that uh, yeah. is to trust in the Lord with all your heart and uh, 
seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. And you ended up in Tassie. Yeah, I did. So while you were here, did you meet anyone special? Yeah, you know, that year completely changed the trajectory of my life. Mm. Um, Like, more than I could have ever known. And um, during the year, there was was a nice girl who, like, you know, it wasn't a love at first sight thing with this girl. I I saw her, nothing much. And then the more I got to know her, the more I thought, she's all right, this girl. And uh, by the end of the year, yeah, we were... um, exclusively uh, talking to each other mm-hmm. and um, I found out that that she was going away to study um, the next year and you'd, you'd finished your volunteer year yes my yep. volunteer year came to an end um, I think about the beginning of December and so yeah I was heading home back to the farm in my mind I you know I knew that um, if I was going back to the farm then usually you know I'd get engaged there probably borrow a some money you know, once I was there it would be very difficult to go again there were some things that I thought you know that would be interesting to do and one of them was to do a little bit of study even though I didn't really like study like I was still interested in it um, and Li- Libby this uh, lovely young girl who I met in Tassie she was going to Avondale and I thought you know what that if she's going then that's all the uh, encouragement I need to go and I'll <laughs> go there too so what did you study when you were at uh, Avondale? Now, Avondale College is, uh, is now officially a university. Um, back then, it was still at university-level study, isn't it? So, yes, that's correct. So, yeah. so was, what, did, what did you study when you went to Avondale? Uh, I, I signed up for a Bachelor of Arts in International Development and Religion. Now, the International Development part came from the Pinnacle uh, was sponsored by ADRA, and I thought, you know what, that's kind of fun, and I'd, I'd like to do more of that kind of stuff. So uh, you mentioned ADRA. Just tell us what ADRA means. So ADRA is the Adventist Development and Relief Agency. Mm-hmm. So commonly associated with, you know, at the moment when all the floods are on, they're active uh, supporting people hands-on on the ground, um, mm-hmm. food, shelter, whatever. Um, they're in the Ukraine too, um, yeah. same same kind of uh, focus. Yeah, so they, um, I, I always um, knew ADRA as d- the disaster relief, but it's actually development relief. I believe so. Yeah, yeah, there we go. So um, not only do they uh, um, work in disaster areas, which is a, is a common thing, but they also uh, work in uh, around Australia. They have shops, op shops, and and they help yeah, many people in different community ways. development. And, yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, so this uh, degree that you were studying was sort of connected with with that type of work. That's right. I, I went to Avondale and said, well, we've been looking for you. Um, you need to choose another um, another major or two minors to go with your international development. And I was I was clueless. I, was, I said, what are you talking about? I don't know what all this BA stuff means. Mm. And they said, here's the list. We suggest you have a read of it and let us know. Um, I quickly looked at that list and I said, well, religion I'm interested in, I'll do that. And that's about as much effort as I put into um, choosing the, the um, second major. The second, second subject, yeah, okay. So uh, what happened at the end of your study? That was a, what, three years, was it? Yeah, so we had a three-year three degree program. Mm-hmm. Um, by the end of the, the three years, I was married to Libby. Okay. Um, and we there was, there was a program running in, in Hobart, and any of the Hobart listeners might remember this program, sponsored by ADRA called Chance on Main. Okay. And, um, that was uh, in Moona, is that in right? Moona, yep. In Moona, yeah, in Moona. Tell us what that was about. Yeah, so that was um, sort of teaching vocational skills to um, young people who were um, at risk, um, you know, the, 
might have had some troubles and mm-hmm. um, it was a way of trying to engage them um, positively in the community rather than just let them slip through the cracks and, and end up in, um, you know, possibly detention or, you know, a lifetime of... Um, yeah, trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, trouble. Now, uh, ADRA were, were running uh, this chance on Main, had been running for a little while. Yeah, they had a, um, a job going there and um, I applied for that job and... Um, at, at one stage, I was looking very hopeful, like I might actually get offered the job. Um, and Libby took a job um, at Hilliard Christian School, which is the Adventist school here in Hobart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she took that job as a teacher. And we moved down here on the, the, the strength of that. And uh, when we got here, I had no job and Libby had a job. Okay, so you moved here. Well, it's good that one of you had a job. <laughs> but uh, so you're sitting in Tassie here um, hoping to, to get this job at um, at the ADRA Chance on Main. That that evaporated. Uh, what did you do with your time? I felt sorry for myself for about mm-hmm. a week. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? Stop complaining. You've got a whole healthy, you know, you're active and I remember the prayer I prayed. I said, God, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. And, you know, I sort of thought, here might be the opening I can get back into farming. Mm-hmm. And um, so I actually got a job um, working, um, driving earth moving, operating earth moving equipment. And um, there's that connection with the earth again. <laughs> That's right, civil construction. And I was working for what's for the Hobart listeners, formerly known as uh, Cambridge Sands. Okay. Yep. So that's out uh, near Hobart Airport, not too far from that's there. That's right, that's yeah. right. And uh, so how long did you work there? So I was there for three years, um, and uh, during that time I would yeah, work there and I was desperately trying to um, get back into farming. And so I had a scheme in my head of how it was going to work, mm-hmm. and um, I was finding all these little blocks of land that were you know, set for subdivision, and then I'd put a bit of a fence around them and put cattle in there and... Um, yeah, raise raise cattle with the hope that I could get myself a, a big enough herd together and then move sideways onto a, a farm onto somewhere. Onto a property somewhere. So you were, you were heading back into farming. Um, something changed in that direction at some point. Yeah, I, I was still engaged in local church um, happenings here around Hobart at, at um, the local Adventist church. And I was enjoying what I was doing and... Um, you know, people would say to me, like church people would say, you know, you should um, go into full-time ministry. Mm-hmm. And um, that used to really annoy me uh, because I I, um, I used to tell myself, I can do, I, I can work for God wherever I am. Mm. I can, if, you know, it's it's just as important the guy who drives the truck to, to, to act in a in a godly fashion as it is the the person who's um, paid in full-time ministry. Mm-hmm. Like, um, they're equally equally as valid as each other in, in God's eyes. And so I said, I, I don't need to be a minister. I don't, I don't want to do that. I mm-hmm. want to be a farmer. But um, going back all the time in my mind was this prayer I prayed to God, whatever you want me to do with my life, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you had a, an interesting story about um, someone that you came in contact with uh, when you were selling cattle or something like that, or driving? Yeah, so um, to sell cattle, for those who don't know, it's most commonly done through an agent. Mm-hmm. And um, I was working with an agent, and he was coming to look at some cattle I was selling. And the idea was he'd meet me where I was operating the machine, mm-hmm. and then I'd leave that, and um, he'd, we'd go look at the cattle. It would take, you know, 10 minutes or so, and then I'd come back and get on the machine. And um, so as I, you know, a lot of stuff had, had progressed and I was um, at the point where it was troubling me regularly um, at night as I was, you know, I'd wake up thinking about, I think God wants me to, to actually put my energies into full-time ministry. 
And so it was troubling me and, um, you know, people had been saying it to me and I would react and that was troubling me. And I was like, why am I reacting to this? Isn't it interesting how sometimes when we've got uh, a strong emotion to something, it's 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 a time to reflect and and you know think about why is this challenging me that, and obviously right. that was happening to you. Yep, it, it was it, like in multiple settings. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was busy on the load of this day loading the trucks, and um, the agent came and pulled up in his car, and I switched off the loader to get out, and he got out, and he and to the best of my knowledge, this guy is a secular guy, and he got out, and he. And he yelled at me and with a few expletives and he said, what are you doing driving this loader? Stop wasting your life away and go do something useful. Wow. And um, <laughs> I remember, I think I probably would have gone pale yeah. um, because to me that was uh, God speaking to me um, very clearly. And um, when when he spoke like that, I, yeah, I, I heard God speaking to me um, mm. and it was... It was a very clear message. Very clear message, and it wasn't wasn't too long before that then that I'm like, okay, I'm, I've got to really take this seriously. Well, we're going to uh, look at what happens next in your journey um, where you, I guess, head in a new direction. We're going to come back after the break and have a look at that. But before we do, um, our free book offer today, it's called Steps to Jesus, A Christ-Driven Life. Um, after the break, we'll talk more about that book. This is a, a really a favourite of Rick's, and we're going to be giving it away later in the program. So hang on for that. We will be giving a code away and more d- details about the book. But right now, this is The Called, Matt and Josie Minicus. Sometimes I think I have to be Perfect for God to use me I think I have to know it all Never stumble, never fall I focus on all my inadequacies Instead of what Christ can do through me I forget to trust and I can't quite see That God doesn't call the qualified He qualifies the call And He'll supply your every need When you choose to give Him all You can be too big for God to use But you'll never be too small Cause God doesn't call the qualified He qualifies His call No one too old No clay too hardened For our Father to mold He has a place designed for you That no one else can fill And He will give you what you need When you choose to do His will Cause God doesn't call the qualified He qualifies the cold And He'll supply your every need We choose to give Him all You can be too big for God to use But you'll never be too small Cause God doesn't call the qualified 
He qualifies His call. So don't hinder God with what you say you can't do. Just be willing and ready to be used. Go where He leads with a heart that is willing. No telling what He'll do through you. 'Cause God doesn't call the qualified; He qualifies the called. He'll supply your every need when you choose to give Him all. You can be too big for God to use, but you'll never be too small. 'Cause God doesn't call the qualified; He qualifies His called. No, God doesn't call the qualified; He qualifies His called. That was Matt and Josie Minicus. And you're listening to Faith FM on Tassie Encounters program, and we've been talking with Rick Hergenen. This is our Connecting the Dots series, and Rick's been talking about his experience, and in particular his journey, and I should say journeys to Tasmania, because there's been multiple. And we were just at uh, a point in time in Rick's journey where he was here for his second time back in Tasmania in the Hobart area, and. Um, he was feeling like God was calling him to something else. And uh, at the time he was driving uh, earth-moving equipment and an agent spoke quite firmly to him, very directly, said, uh, don't waste your life driving these machines, do something useful. So, Rick, that uh, spoke to you pretty clearly at that time. Yeah, Jason, it really did. I um, I remember having having some discussion with my wife about, you know, I feel like God wants me to go back like and study some more for full time ministry, and um, it had been troubling me enough that um, I'd actually even called up like some months before called up Avondale College to see what would actually be required, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I didn't like the answer they gave, right? And so I put it to the back of my mind again. Um, I was, I was trying. Yeah, it, it was bothering me. Went and talked to Libby, and um, we we had no kids at this stage, and um, I said, look, this is. You know, I'd talked to her a little bit about it before, but I said, "Look, this is what I feel like God's convicting me to do." And um, so, what what would have been necessary for you to feel comfortable that that uh, you know it was right? What did you need uh, at that point in time if you were going to move and go back to study? What was what was sort of needed for you in that at that point in time in your life? Oh, just for me to get get over my own plans yeah. and um, probably just. Spend some time thinking about that that Bible verse that that really changed my life, and yeah. it's still it's still one of my go to verses today. Um, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Um, this idea, I think, that there's an idea when you're a Christian that that you, um, or even when you're not a Christian, that you know best and you'll sort your life out as you see best. But um, the Bible tells us that God actually knows the end from the beginning, and He mm. He actually knows what's better for us than we actually know ourselves. Yeah, and. Um, I think I'd been given plenty enough evidence. Um, it was just me being stubborn. Mm. Um, so, 
So I assume at some point you came to a conclusion, okay, we're going to do this. Yeah, so I'm talking to Libby and she's like, well, it's obvious you should go. Like, mm. like I don't know what you're waiting for. That was basically her response. And I was like, oh, she's meant to, like, you know, give me some sort <laughs> of, uh, you know, resistance yeah. or, you know. No, she was like, hurry, she up, hurry up and get going. It's obvious. Everyone okay. can see it. So uh, that meant moving back to New South Wales and... Uh, you had to then support yourself during the college years, and uh, what, what did that look like? Yeah, so it was two more years of full-time study. Um, correspondence wasn't an option in, at that time, mm-hmm. and um, so I was heading heading back, and so, you know, I'm making these decisions, like, at the end of January, and um, classes are starting um, from memory, though, sort of towards the beginning of February sometime. And we're in uh, 2008 now. Yes, we're at the very yeah. beginning of 2008. Yeah. So I finally said, all right, let's go. Like, so I um, gave my notice at work, two weeks' notice. Um, had a great boss. Like, it wasn't like I was ecstatic to ditch my job or anything. Mm-hmm. And um, Libby obviously had to leave a job down here as yeah, well. Yeah, Libby, Libby was working at the time. Um, she worked for two years as a school teacher, and because I kept toing and froing with farming, there was one stage where, where I was looking at buying a farm, and she had to give the school a direct answer whether she'd teach the next year or not. And it turned out, I said, no, nah, we're definitely buying this farm. It fell through. Libby uh, had, didn't have a teaching job then. And so she picked up a job working in the administrative office, the church's administrative office. Okay. So she's working there. I'm, um, I've just quit my job. I said, here's, here's our plan. I will go up two weeks ahead of you. I'll find a house and I'll try and find some part-time work. And then you come up then and we'll we'll go from there that'll be enough to get us started you need a house a car yeah a car I had, as well. we had one car and Libby was using in Tassie and um, we needed a car to, for me to get around up there and um, I'd said to my brother-in-law about six months earlier he had this little car and I said if you're ever selling that car let me know mm-hmm. and um, you know what I'd, I'd booked my ticket up to, to Sydney um, and I was flying into Sydney and a few days before I got on the plane he rang me my brother-in-law and, and he said I'm selling that car um, do you want it? And then he told me the price, and it was perfect price. And I said, yeah, I do. And I said, how am I going to get it from you? He said, I'll drive it down to you. So I, I flew into Sydney on a Friday. He drove me the car down the next afternoon, and on the, got in the car. And on Sunday morning, I drove up, and in those days, you didn't have realestate.com or domain. Mm. I had to go get all the rental lists from all the, um, the, the real estate agents in, um, in a town called Morissette. Mm-hmm. And I got all those lists, drove up there in the morning, got all those lists, and my grandma lives right nearby. So I went round to see my grandma, who is, um, I think she's 95 or maybe 96 this year, um, still going strong. Mm-hmm. And um, I went round to see my grandma, and I was looking through the lists, and I said, there's not much here. And she said, don't, don't worry, I have a friend, I'll call her. And I was thinking... Sure, Grandma, you can call her. That's that's fine. Like you know, please yourself. And so she rang up her friend, and you know, a couple of minutes later, she got off the phone and she said, "My friend says come around immediately." And I, thought, oh, where's the address? And she told me, and it was like prime sort of location, like easy uh, walking distance from from the college, um, easy to get to and from classes. And so I drove around there, and she showed me through. It was a it was a, it was like a little unit mm-hmm. on the side of a house, like, like sort of like a duplex. Beautiful gardens, um, great location. She showed me around. She said, um, "It's yours, and it's available for you in two weeks." Well, there you go. So in no time at all, you'd got yourself a car, you'd got yourself somewhere to live, 
and Libby was moving up and she needed to find work. Yeah, so there's even an extra piece in there, Jason. I um, I realised that I'd sorted out just about everything I needed to within one day kind of mm-hmm. thing. And um, so it was like 10.30 in the morning on Sunday morning or 11 o'clock and I'd finished everything I needed to sort. <laughs> that's uh, like less than three days after you, you got there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so I'd got there like with nothing and there three yeah. days later it was all sorted. Yeah. Um, and I rang up my uncle and I said, have you got any work? I've got, you know, I've got two weeks. And he said, yeah, I need someone to start tomorrow. I've got two weeks work. And I thought, oh, perfect. Um, and I drove down to where my uncle was, which was back down at Bega. Mm-hmm. And while ever the sun was up for those two weeks, we, we worked and he had me on an hourly rate. And so I, I made... And a little bit of money. A bunch of money. Yeah. Enough to help pay the fees. And um, I was driving home um, a tractor and I was on, a, on the highway driving actually between um, Canberra and Bega. And the phone signal is very poor. But there's one little stretch of road where the, the phone signal does work, like it's maybe a kilometre or two, and my phone rang. Mm-hmm. And um, it, was, it was the church office up in, in near where the college was. And they said, oh, we'd, we've heard you're coming to study. We'd like to sponsor you. And the idea is they'd, they'd pay a portion of my fees and then I would go work for them. And um, I hadn't chased any of this, so it came as a great surprise to me. And I said, oh... Okay. Um, now you would work for them after you finished. Studies, after I finished right? my study. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I said, they said we would want to interview. You know, go through the formal process. No worries. And they said, we hear your wife is coming as well. We have a position in our office that we'd um, we'd like her to apply for. Would she be interested? Mm. And um, I said, sure. So my my wife, we agreed to meet on the Monday. So this is Friday, and my wife was coming over on the boat on the weekend. And so Monday morning we fronted up for a, an interview, both of us, for two separate things. Mm-hmm. And um, at that interview, um, they, they uh, you know, we went through the process and they offered me, formally offered me the sponsorship, which I'm like, oh, praise the Lord, this is great. Um, and they offered Libby the job there and then on the spot for, mm. for the, the admin position. So that was a similar role to what she was doing down in Hobart here, but up there, is that right? Yeah, all, yeah. like... Almost the same. Almost the same. Yeah. And so she'd left the job on Friday without any anything... Any expectation any, as to what she would be moving into. Yep. Exactly. She was, you know, getting on uh, whatever... I was going to say seek, but it probably wasn't around then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she'd be looking at the papers. <laughs> she'd be looking at the papers for jobs. Uh, and, yeah, by so she, she only arrived on the Sunday, and then on Monday they, they said... I, here you can have this job and they they said when would you, you can start right now if you like like there's your desk like walk over there it's monday morning and she said oh i'll just go home and unpack my bag and um yeah then i'd then i'd i'll start tomorrow so she walked out of one job and into one straight away um without any any plan of that actually happening all of that uh, is quite incredible um i guess how do you explain that i guess you know all of that fitting into place yeah, I. It's hard to give like a neat explanation, but mm. as a as a, a Christian, as a follower of Christ, um, and you know that Bible verse keeps coming back: mm. trust in the Lord with all your heart, and He, he will direct your paths. I see very clearly God's hand at work, mm. and um, I see you know God helping set things up, um, and and you know He He knew what I needed at the time, and um, He already had it sorted out, and He was just 
you know, he wanted good things for me and just waiting for me to go along uh, with him. To make the decision to follow <laughs> yeah. to, or to, to go along with it. Um, we need to go to a break again uh, pretty soon. Rick, um, I was just going to say, were you sad to sort of give up your uh, your connection with the farming and, uh, you know, I, I know you've got some more things to share after the break, but but uh, was that a consideration in you leaving, you know, Tasmania? You, you'd sort of established a bit of a connection with the with back, you know, looking after the cattle. Was that was that also difficult to give up again? Yeah, it it has been, and that's been. Uh, I, I don't think God ever removes your free will because that's been a um, a source of tension all the way along, all, all the way yeah. along. Yeah. Um, and I'll explain more in, yeah, in just a awesome. moment. Awesome. We're going to just have a look at this book, uh, Steps to Jesus, Christ-Driven Life. Um, you wouldn't even think of climbing behind the wheel without your CDL, would you? Well, I'm not sure what CDL uh, means there apart from the Christ-Driven Life. But uh, anyway, um, driving to Maine when the consignee is in California, spending the night in a hotel when you get home, of course not. Then why spin your wheels here on God's green earth without a Christ-driven life? When Jesus Christ is in charge of your life, you'll be headed in the right direction toward heaven and home. Take a look inside. This little book is your roadmap for the ultimate journey. That's the book we're giving away, and we'll give you the code right after the break. But right now, this is uh, By Faith, Rebecca Simmons. faith we see the hand of God in the light of creation's grand design in the lives of those who prove his faithfulness who walk by faith and not by sight by faith our fathers roamed the earth with the power of His promise in their hearts Of a holy city built by God's own hand A place where peace and justice reign We will stand as children of the
Listening to Faith FM, and this is Tassie Encounters, and we're finishing off a program today talking with Rick Herganen on his journey to Tasmania. Journeys three times he's been to Tasmania. He's here now for his third time. Um, before the break, uh, I promised a code to this book, and uh, it mentioned this acronym CDL and it says you wouldn't get behind the wheel without your CDL and uh, we looked it up over the break and the CDL means your commercial driver's license commercial driver's license so of course you would not get into a truck and drive without your appropriate driver's license so anyway the code for this book is connect number six Connect 6, text that in, no spaces, the word connect, C-O-N-N-E-C-T, and the number 6, text it into 0488-880-891 to claim your free offer, free book, uh, Steps to Jesus, Christ Driven Life. Um, before the break, Rick, I asked the question about uh, were you going to miss your farming um, by moving back into study? And uh, t- tell us what happened in, in the next uh, period of your life there. Yeah, while I was studying, um, there's a farm right near as part of the estate that the, um, the college is, was on and still is on. And it was leased out and I got to know the guy who, who had the lease and he lived away and he needed someone just to keep an eye on things while, um, you know, because he couldn't just check. And I put my hand up and um, he was, yeah, he used to give me, basically work on an hourly rate so if, if college was really busy lots of assignments or exams i didn't do much work but if it was a holiday break i used to do a lots bit more yeah and uh, he used to pay me a godly man um a, and um yeah a catholic guy a godly catholic man yeah and um yeah i still still in contact with him today um really helped me get through and give me a bit of an outlet even with my farming 
And it uh, it's uh, kept your passion alive, I guess, for the farming, hasn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, into ministry, you finished your degree and then uh, you went on to work. Um, just give us a quick summary as to what you did over the coming years in your ministry uh, area. Yeah, so I began an internship at um, the Walls End Seventh-day Adventist Church um, with Pastor John Den. And um, he was able to teach me um, many, many things, a lot of experience he had, um, and, and um, I'm still in contact with John to, to this day. Um, godly man. I was at Raymond Terrace Church as well for a little while. I did some university chaplaincy at, at Newcastle University. Loved that. Made some um, some great connections there as well, which uh, I still have contacts with today. Um, but mostly I've spent my time in youth ministry, so in the north New South Wales region and also um, the last four years were in the southern New South Wales region. So, um, yeah, living back in the southern New South Wales region, um, it's the closest I've been to my parents for um, probably you know twenty odd years almost, mm-hmm. um, and so it was a it was a you know I could go down for a day visit if I needed to about two two and a half hours each way, mm. and um, it, yeah my parents are still on the farm and I was able to help out at a couple of times over the last few years when they when they really needed some help, and um, yeah great chance to be down there just doing all the stuff that I love as. Uh, alongside the ministry yeah and of course now you've been called back into tasmania um and there's a another benefit i guess of being down here because uh, your wife's family live in tassie yes my wife's family on on her mum's her mum and dad are here and um all the family on her mum's side are all Mm. all living down here in scottsdale and um that's a real blessing to be near there so just to, to wrap it up um what's your, your i guess the key takeaway for people here in terms of um, you know, how, how does your faith play out or how, how do you explain some of this stuff in terms of how your faith has played a part in your life? Yeah, I think one of the key things to remember in the Christian life is that it's not always clear where God is leading at the time. Mm. Like at the moment, I'm looking for a house. Mm. I have been for five weeks. Mm. Um so it didn't didn't work like last time you no, were yeah, house. <laughs> no, and, and it can get frustrating. Like like I'll be real about it. Like I'm like, come on, God, where is it? Like, yeah. give me this house. Yeah, um, it's not happening at the moment. But um, you know, I'm thankful for family who can help me out in the in the interim. Mm. But God, I guess what I'm trying to say is, when I look back, I can see very clearly where God's hand has been at work. Mm. When I'm looking forward, it's very foggy, um, difficult. And you know what? I, I think that's part of living faith is that, you know, God doesn't tell you how it's all going to play out from start to finish. Mm. He, he just says, trust me, walk with me, I'll, I'll look after you. Um, he doesn't promise that there won't be hard times. He doesn't promise that it, it will be easy. But he says, no matter what is going on, I'm going to be there. Like, trust in me with all your heart. Mm. Um, don't try and, you know, make it all up yourself. It's, uh, it's too hard for us when we... You know, our brains can't can't handle that much uh, that much pressure. Mm. Um, but God says, "I can, and I know you, and I'll look after you." Now, you you've got a, a favourite uh, Bible passage here that um, you want to share before we finish up. Yeah, um, this is probably goes to the heart of um, the the Christian message. None of the rest of it makes sense if you don't understand this this critical point at the at the start. And it, I'll read it to you: Ephesians chapter two, verses eight and nine. For it is by grace. You have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. 
Um, that to me sums up the Christian life. At the at the base of it all is God has reached out to us and he has done all the work mm. and he invites us to, to walk with him. He's paid the penalty, everything required. We can choose to walk with him humbly mm. or we can choose to go our own way. I'm going to add verse 10 to that, uh, Rick. These are my three, some of my favorite verses in the Bible. This is a different translation, but verse 10 says, For we are God's masterpiece. He's created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. To me, that uh, that speaks of um, how when we live in accordance with him, when we live a transformed life, that he's got things for us to do. And I believe God's been working in your life, uh, calling you to do things that uh, that you know are of value. As yeah. that man said, "Go and do something useful." Yes, yeah, and uh, God had plans for you. Absolutely, and and, um, and know, more to come. And I know the list. I want to say the listeners, God's got plans for you too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I've uh, really enjoyed this time with you, Rick. Um, I'm hoping that we can get some uh, more airtime with you uh, coming up. Maybe you've got some more things to share down the track. But for now, it's been great. Next week, you know, we've got a similar story of someone coming to Tasmania. Tamika Spalding is somebody who uh, uh, came to Tasmania as well. And uh, her her title of the program is, is Finding Love and Purpose. There's some similarities in her story uh, to yours, Rick. So uh, join us next week with Tamika Sporting, and uh, that's uh, with me next Friday. On Monday, you'll be with David Leo and uh, Tabitha again with Encounters with Jesus. Uh, Just, uh, again, remember the book, the free book offer today, Steps to Jesus, Christ-Driven Life. Don't forget to text us in connect number six no spaces text in on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one to claim your free book offer steps to jesus christ driven life it's a fantastic book rick can highly recommend it have a great day wherever you are may god be with you rise and follow me i'll make you worthy Rise and follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. Rise and follow me, I'll make you worthy. Rise and follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. Peter, John, and James could never be the same. After they heard him say, I'll make you fishers of men. He said, rise and follow me. I'll make you worthy. Rise and follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. He said, rise and follow me. I'll make you worthy. Rise and follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. Cast your nets aside and join the battle tide. He will be your guide to make you fishers of men. He said, Rise and follow me, I'll make you worthy. Rise and follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. Rise and follow me, 
Made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. 